Great coaches ask great questions. Days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Hello and welcome to On It, Not In It interview series. I am your host, Todd Eppert, and today I'm joined by Mike Abernathy, who is the president and CEO at Buckeye State Credit Union. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to kick us off with a brief background as to who you are and what you do? Yep, I'm a... Uh... Mike Abernathy, as you introduced me, I'm the president and CEO of Buckeye State Credit Union, which is a regional credit union in Northeast Ohio, uh, focusing in on uh, underserved communities and uh, people helping people. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So you've had a, a bit of a diverse career in banking and some business advising along the way. Can you give us some insight on what brought you to the credit union role that you're in today? Sure. Uh Started in banking around 2001 with National City Bank. I, like many, started at the very ground level, was a teller handling cash, and then uh, just really progressively worked my way through up to loan officer, doing mortgages. I've done commercial lending. I've managed branches. Um, but somewhere around 2015, I, I started to feel like I had a stronger and higher purpose Uh Banking became very much in the box. And if you're not in the box, uh, you couldn't really do business. And so I took a real big leap of faith. I had nothing lined up. I woke up one morning, went to the office, and within five minutes called my wife and said, I, I can't do this another day. I can't do it. And she is probably my greatest champion and just says, you know what? We'll figure it out. Get out of there. My boss comes in late, as he always did, and handed in my resignation and that was it. Um, they let me leave that day and uh, it took me a little time, but I explored some different franchises. I'd saved some money and chose to go uh, down the business brokerage and business advising uh, route. And that really started to lead me down a path of trying to help people that really needed help because I, I had opportunities to sell big businesses and do really nice sized mergers and acquisitions, but I didn't find a lot of satisfaction in that. It was the people who are saying, I put my life savings into this business and I'm failing and I'm struggling and I don't know why and I need help. And I found myself doing a lot of work for free because I was really passionate about it. And things converged right around February of, of 2016, where a former peer of mine from PNC Bank just happened to call me and said, look, I joined this, this credit union and I don't even know if this credit union is going to survive to the end of the year, but <laughs> I need help. This credit union was failing and it really fed into my desire to jump in. It's ugly, but let's figure out a way to fix it. And lo and behold, it, it took us maybe a year and we started bouncing back. She, uh, she got a great opportunity and 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 got a position up in Michigan, which then led to me uh, becoming the CEO here in 2018. And it's just been great stuff ever since. And we went from, uh, what was it? Uh, Paul Mercer, who is the president of the Ohio Credit Union League back in 2016, uh, said, Buckeye State Credit Union is in hospice. Well, I'm glad that we were able to fight our way out of that and we're stronger and healthier than ever. 
Oh, that is fantastic to hear. So I love to hear a couple of words that you just used. One was purpose. It sounds like you found yours, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also love to hear that you've got a cheerleader at home and your wife that's willing to support you in whatever endeavor you take. So I think no matter what you do in the small business world, whether it's supporting them in banking or credit union work that you're doing or starting one yourself, man, it's great to have that cheerleader at home and that support at home, isn't it? Huge. It's, it's a team effort because when I'm putting in long hours and I'm carrying a lot of, of stress of different things happening, she's the one that's able to pick up things at home and pick up things around me. So uh, she's an incredible partner in this process. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. And I, 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 again, I so appreciate that. That's what I think a lot of small business owners need to hear from the people that support them like yourself. So, so that's awesome. So, uh, I would also take a pivot from something else. You said you were doing a lot of quote unquote charitable work, uh, to put my words over it. It was free work in your perspective to help and support these folks. So why don't you tell us how best does your credit union support its customers? So, uh, obviously, there's uh, the simple difference between banks and credit unions is our ownership model. Uh, we are not, you can't buy us on Wall Street and an individual investor can't come and buy us. Uh, we are owned by our membership. And so we're accountable to every single person who has a deposit here. And the big thing with us is that we don't necessarily have the constraints of the big banks who have to satisfy shareholders who are making profit on the, on the equity of their businesses, we're able to take a little bit more risk. So it was a couple of years back when I was really getting rolling as CEO and, and people like to laugh at this story, but it's, it's an honest story. I grew up in the nineties. So I grew up a, a wrestling fan. It's when it was at its biggest peak. And there was an alternative to the WWE called uh, world championship wrestling. And it was led by a guy named Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff has told a great story, and I've taken this lesson with me ever since I heard it. He took over in about 1993, and around, I believe it was 1995, Ted Turner goes to him and says, what do we need to do to compete with the WWF? And Eric just blurts out, well, we need to be on Monday nights and go head-to-head with them. On the spot, Ted Turner has his head of programming say, carve out an hour on Monday nights so that World Championship Wrestling can compete. And so his story goes along and he says, I, I don't know how to compete with them. You know, so he he took a, a, a legal pad and he just wrote down three phrases, better than, less than, or different than. And so he realized he was not going to be better than uh, what WWE, back then WWF did. He focused more on what can I be different at? And it, and it was so successful. He had an 83 week long run where they had dominated the TV ratings. So we've taken quite a bit of that philosophy of what is it like to be a banker, say at Chase or Wells or BOA or PNC, these really big box banks. You know, the one thing they have in common is suit and tie, really buttoned up, really big focus on wealth management, really big focus on commercial and corporate banking. So we decided let's strip the ties. Let's go down to a smart, social, casual attire. Let's focus on when you walk into a branch, it's going to be an experience. So we have food, we have beverage, we have music, we have live TV, we have iPads for kids. So when mom and dad have to go and do business, they're not getting tugged on, you know, because the kid's bored. So we we try to turn it into this great experience. But the other thing that we really focus on is there is an underserved community out there that is being taken advantage of and preyed upon by predatory lending. 
So we have put a huge focus into taking some additional risk with people that may have less than perfect credit. And rather than hitting them with, you know, 500% uh, interest rates, telling them they have to make weekly payments, bring your car in so we can inspect it, we treat them like human beings. Give them a conventional loan. The rate may be a little bit higher, but we track it. We work with them on their performance. And as they continue to perform better and we see their credit improve, we then say, it's time to rewrite this thing and let's get a better interest rate. And let's take a personal interest in the performance of each of our borrowers. So just having the courage and the mindset to, to focus on challenged communities and challenged individuals that may have made a mistake. Look, bad things happen to good people. Some people make mistakes. Young people especially make mistakes. How do they climb out of it? Well, you start getting into the payday lender and the predatory auto lenders. It's impossible to climb out of it. Somebody has to be there to be the stepladder to get them to where they're ultimately meant to be rather than co constantly holding them down. That has been our biggest differentiator. And it's helped us uh, with the United States Treasury. We are a community development financial institution. So we we get grants from the U.S. Treasury to help promote that time, type of activity. That is a huge differentiator for us that makes us different from banks, makes us different from a lot of credit unions, and it makes us a, a financial institution of first choice in Northeast Ohio. Awesome. So then I guess would you say that your niche is these underserved folks, these communities and these people that uh, if they bank elsewhere, they're going to get taken advantage of? Is that what you're saying? Your true niche is that's your focus? Yeah, I would say that it was the catapult. It certainly okay. was for several years. But what you find is the community rallies behind that, that even though a person may have 800 credit and they can pick from any of the very large banks to go do business with, they start to say, but they're helping people that really need help. And so then they start to get behind it and they, they want to be part of it as well. And so... Yes, that is the catapult, but it truly has become this environment where everybody's welcome and everybody feels welcome. And therefore, it's not just those in need. It's also those who want to play a part in helping, which could be somebody that has some affluency. It could be somebody with great credit, and they're contributing in their own way by doing business with us. Uh, that's great. So then I hear you matching up a little bit of that purpose and that help and that support. Uh, by actually reaching out to the greater community and it really coming around the communities that you serve, uh, not only the, the the folks that are need the help, but also the people that want to help and connecting and being a conduit for them. And that's great. Absolutely. Uh, awesome. So uh, in the constantly evolving business landscape, uh, how do you stay adaptable and open to change? I mean, clearly you've gone through a few and is there any specific strategy that you utilize to stay relevant and innovative? Well, we have to be paying attention to what's going on and in, in the economy overall, it you can't you can't work in this space and be ignorant to regulatory and legislative efforts that may be working in favor or against us. So, trying to understand the landscape, why things are happening, is is a major part of it. But I'm also the first one to say, and this is how I lead with my team, is that we focus on the fact that we don't know everything, we don't understand everything. So let's make it as simple as possible. And I think that that plays a big part in, in adapting to change as well, because we're not so ingrained in a certain way of doing things because of our simplicity. You know, 
a lot of what we do could be considered complex, but we've, we've narrowed it down and made it as simple as humanly possible. That way, when we need to pivot or we need to adapt, we can do it very quickly. And with us being, you know, a regional credit union, we don't have to move mountains across the globe or across the country. We're talking about a, you know, a handful, you know, five, six locations that just have to pivot and shift. So having a little bit of a smaller size and, and scale does help us in that as well. Yeah, I, I hear that from a lot. By the way, that's a great uh, perspective to offer to the small business owner. Just because you're small doesn't mean you're less competitive. In fact, in a lot of ways, you can be more nimble, more responsive, and more quick to accept that change that's coming at you that you may or may not be able to control. It's the reaction to the change that's happening that you can control. And sounds like that's what you've done really well at, at the credit union. Yes, I, I agree. And it's it's something we're proud to be able to do. That's cool. So just uh, one final question. Could you offer a glimpse into your future plans and goals uh, for the credit union? Uh, what do you envision for the next chapter as we kind of go through some of these economic uncertainties, as you just mentioned a little bit ago? That's a great question. And it's something that we're trying to identify internally right now, because we, we know the old story is a great story, but it can't be the story forever. And so we're trying to identify who do we really want to be? And we've taken quite a few steps towards that. We're, we're implementing a lot of new technology as, as we're speaking. Uh, we, we've, we've begun the process of implementing different levels of AI, whether it's through loan underwriting and communication. We're utilizing new technology that allows us to be branch agnostic. So if somebody in Cleveland wants to do business, but our Cleveland branch is busy, somebody in Canton or Akron can help them right now. And so we're trying to, we're trying to meet the consumer where they want to be met. And, and making it easier and easier and easier to do business with us. And, and to me, that's the future. A, a lot of people get caught up in the idea that, the, that, oh, people care about local values, people care about being member owned. And the reality is those are nice talking points, but the reality is consumers want ease and they want speed. And so we're trying to meet those by being the most convenient to work with from whether it's from this right here, whether it's from a computer or whether you want to walk into a branch. So trying to meet the member where they want to be met is definitely part of the, the story moving forward. And we're taking some pretty big steps to achieve that. That's awesome. Actually, that, that gives me one more question that I should ask you. Sure. How can your future members best find you right now? Well, we, we really push our website, which is www.buckeycu.org. You can follow us on all of the different social platforms. And look, we're not out there trying to sell stuff on our social. We're trying to educate and we're trying to entertain. We, we want to view ourselves as a person. So as an organization, we're a collective of people. So if, if our company is a person, are we likable? Would you want to hang out with us? And would you want to do business with us? So it's, it's very important that when we are communicating, we're not just trying to sell you something. It's about education. And oh, by the way, they can be kind of funny as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, Mike, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great meeting you and learning more about how uh, Buckeye is helping to serve those the, community, the communities that you're in uh, and also how we can best find you. Uh, to everybody watching and listening, I look forward to seeing you on our next episode and thank you very much. Thank you, it was a pleasure.